1: Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, welcome to it. Uh,
2: Geez, only one more week to go until Christmas. Can you believe that already? Time flies when you're getting old. Welcome to another edition of Off The Bench this week. Another big show. Adam Collins joins us. Uh, as we talk about South Africa taking on the Aussies in the first test at the Gabba. Joel and Fletch, we catch up with them every single week from the run home, and I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the segment, to be honest. Uh, normally, I stuff up something. And Chris Nelson uh, with a Racing Queensland update and some tips for your Saturday afternoon. But um, we thought we'd give uh, the second-year coach of the Cronulla Sharks a call and just see how he's pre season has been going at the Sharkies. Uh, Craig Fitzgibbon joined us on Sports Day this week. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Jace here. Uh, time to talk rugby league. Sats, we're talking to some of the, the coaches in the NRL, seeing how pre-season's going. See if we can get some inside goss, whether they'll slip up and tell us something we're not meant to know. This guy is going to his second season as a head coach. R- remind me, Sats, his first game though, wasn't it he had to do it? on an iPad because he had COVID. Was that his? Yeah. First? Yeah. Yep. Well, hopefully it's a bit different for him in 2023. Mm-hmm. Craig Fitzgibbon, Cronulla Sharks head coach. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries, fellas. Thanks for having me. How is the, how is it? What's the difference between preparing for your first season as head coach and now going into your second season? Big difference? Big difference?
3: Uh, yeah, it is. It is in um, uh, clarity on, um, we've kept uh, basically most of our staff are existing, so you know, you've know you already built those relationships, which is, um, that gives you a head start. You've got a good handle on your playing group, so that gives you another head start. And then you've sort of you've got a rough idea of how you want your program to work. So it does have its advantages, but um, obviously the, the freshness of being new coming in has also got a set of advantages that you can work with as well.
4: Fitzy, how many players at the World Cup for the Sharkies? Six. Six. So uh, how difficult has it been, as Jay said, in your second year? But with the training schedule, with some players not returning until I would think early January, how hard that been to juggle?
3: Yeah, kind of kind of three programs running there, to be honest with you. What happens is you have a um, young crew who are obviously young in training age and haven't had many pre-seasons. They sort of come in and get things underway. And you have a couple of weeks to, to get them up to speed for when the main crew come back, uh, which was you know, a couple of weeks ago. Now we get those guys back, and then obviously um, you have to build uh, the young the young guys into the program when the, the the old guys come back in. And then obviously after Christmas you gotta um, you gotta drop the World
4: Cup pace back in. So it's a bit of management there, but it's um yeah it's all still in
3: the building phase at this stage of the preseason. So it's kind of been alright.
4: I know you you you're a very humble guy. You got great humility. And you don't want to obviously, um, have a go at the selection process. So, But purely just from a rugby league perspective, Fitzy, you've been around the game a long time. I mean, you and I both conceived in dressing sheds. So, um, <laughs> Nico Hines, Dalian winner of the year. Were, were you surprised that he didn't win a jersey on that, on that tour?
3: Oh, I would have loved to have seen him earn one. Um, obviously, in a representative environment, um, the thing for Nico was he obviously didn't play... Um, didn't play state of origin so yep. um maybe that worked against him and obviously uh, they do go tend to go with the incumbents but there was a couple of friends, there was quite a few fresh faces in there so I would have loved to have seen him get a uh get an opportunity but it wasn't to be but it's also selfishly looking at the advantages that's because mm-hmm. it's going to make him even more hungry to go fight again for it mate so it works out um, works out good for us I think but I would I would have liked to have seen him get a
4: shot when the Dallium night finishes last year Fitz, he did. How much satisfaction do you and your coaches like, yeah, Steve Price, great man, great coach, how much satisfaction do you and your coaching team get when one of your players is crowned the player of the of the season, of the entire competition?
3: Yeah, it, was, um, it filled everyone in the club with pride, um, obviously none more so than Nico, and um, just uh, the, the confidence that he did have, um, obviously to come into a new club, but a new position, and, um, you know, Take a take a stranglehold on the team and um and end up with the Daly is a it was a remarkable achievement, but you know, obviously a lot of work from the staff and the club and and his teammates go into that um, that M. and Nico is really appreciative of that. He understands it was um he understands it was a team effort there, but Jizzy um he was yeah he had a remarkable season and he's hungry. He's coming hungry again for more this year. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes.
4: Yeah, for more reports, a special kid off the field as well. Uh, good part about the Sharkies and I commented it quite uh quite regularly last year, Fitz, that you've got this this gluttony of of depth in some key positions uh at at the Sharkies and young Kade Dykes who's comes from really good stock himself, he's he's in the waiting at the moment because you've got a, a very good player in Will Kennedy. Is it a matter of Kay Dykes just being patient?
3: Um, no, will try and not uh, you never know when your opportunity comes, right? Like uh we, um, with with Dykesy last year, he, he was dominating at a New South Wales Cup level, but he's, he's incredibly young. And um, there's a balance on throwing him straight in because it's not like a, a, an outside-back position with all due respects. There's a lot of decision-making in the full-back role, as you know, with defence and a bit of strategy comes into it with attack. So there's a lot of learning um, in those positions. So um, the thing with Dykesy, I will add, is... is um, He's got definitely got the right attitude and he's definitely got the tools. So it, it shapes up for a um, for a good battle in, in future years. But he'll um you know, Dyksey will be in control of how much footy he plays by how he prepares and performs and same with Wilt. So it's um it's a good position to be in and um yeah, I'm looking really excited by Dykesy though. He's um yeah, he come a shot out of the ground last
4: year. Yeah, good depth and in the halves as well because I read uh, with interest uh you know, obviously coming from Penrith, the Penrith Club, another Penrith junior, Katoa's gone to the Dolphins and you've been able to secure young uh, Peru who's over 20 years of age, he plays in the halves. Uh, what can you tell us about him and what can the fans expect to see from him in the coming years?
3: Again, young um, young, developing spine player and um, I, think, uh, I think Nephi's come straight in and finished, you know, he's fitted into the system pretty quickly and um, he's quite confident and and one thing I like about him, and um, you know, I thought, um, you know, obviously Penrith had a, a surplus of halves there, and mm. we are lucky to lucky to get our hands on Nephi there. But um, yeah, the thing you like about him is he's got he's got the guts to make plays. You know, you want to, when you look at your halves or, or spine players, you you want them to want the ball and dominate. You want them to try and um, make plays, and he's got that in spades. And you know, he's, again, he's only young and developing, so. We'll, um, we'll work hard and work hard with me fine go slow
2: there but there's um, definitely got some promise Hey Fitzy last year great season first year of uh, head coach at the Sharks finished second in the regular season unfortunately knocked out at the semi-final stage last year what did you learn a- as a coach uh, and what did the players learn from, from exiting the finals and the semis I learned
3: that bloody hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It, um, no, nah, it's really uh, yeah, a lot of, probably a, a combination of the back end of the year. Um, a lot of things go on, as you know, um, from yeah, behind the scenes. A lot of a lot of elements go into getting everything right. I just didn't think we got everything right at the back end of the year, and then when the pressure of the semis hits. You know, players coming back from injury, underdone, um, combination time. There's, there's a lot of elements that go into it. We fell short, I thought, in the back half of the year and then that's sort of that sort of caught up with us when the pressure really hit. So plenty of lessons in it, but um it was also a great experience. a lot of players never played semifinals, final. So that's um you know, obviously the, the bit of taste that leaves in your mouth can also be a good a good fire for next year and but we start again, you know, like it's not, we're not sitting here um, with an expectation or, or we're not assuming we're playing semis. We've got to go and earn the right to play semis by how we pref- uh, perform this year. So
4: we're just going, you know, back to square one and away we go again. Well, they've definitely got the right man leading them in yourself, played in plenty of finals. Now off the field, off the field, Fitzy, you love your surfing. Did you do much over the pre-season, or oh, the off-season, I should say?
3: Yeah, I did it did as much as I could, sat to try and stop the wheels from spinning, mate. As um, obviously you need to wind down, and you, it's pretty hard to escape it where you, you're invested so heavily. But it was good. I got away with my son. Um, went on a surf trip with him, and then my wife and daughters met me um, after a week with the boys. And um, yeah, just a surfing holiday, just to try and uh, recharge the batteries,
4: which I have done. And yeah, back on the tools now,
3: and um, enjoying that.
4: Many of the players go and go surfing with the coach, or is that a no-no?
3: Um. No, no, we've had a couple. Of, we had a we had a we had a footy camp in season and a few of the boys surfed. So I've had a couple of surfs with them. But um, most of the time, um, the boys get out of here a little bit earlier than the staff mate, so it's pretty hard to, to organise our schedules to clash. But um, yeah, it was fun. of the um, funny enough actually, a former player um, who used to surf, Mitch Orbison, he, he ended up yep. bumped in. He, he, uh, he ended up coming up for some surf. So it was um, it's good to see. It's good to see him, but, yeah, the players do surf a little bit. I like to surf with them a little bit more often, but it's quite difficult.
4: Yeah, Mitch Orbison is a surfer from way back. Lennox Heads. Now, uh, excluding a premiership, Fitzy, what's one wish Craig Fitzgibbon wants for Christmas to come true Ex- next year? Oh, uh, wow. Excluding a premiership. Excluding a premiership, because everyone's going to say win a premiership. What else is no. there? Yeah, fair enough.
3: No, oh, I want
4: to want to do better than last year. There you go. A little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, you want Nico Hines to to be wrapped in cotton wool after every game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, Fitchy
4: before we let you go, and can't wait to see how the boys uh, the boys um, re- answer to to last year. We usually ask a, a series of a couple of questions to our to our coaches and our players, and I want you to be brutally honest with this. If you could have been any other teammate. That you played with or one that you may coach now or one that you coached at the roosters any other teammate you could be that person for a week who would it be
3: oh freddie <laughs> freddie for obvious reasons he just freddie's the king he was a bloody great player and um yeah champion fella and freddie I didn't cruise, he worked bloody hard, but Freddie's um, Freddie's Freddie, you know, he's his own man. Yeah, Yeah, I was always sort of looked up to Freddie. I I wouldn't mind being Freddie for a week, that'd be right.
4: What about any player that you've coached or played with that could be Prime Minister for a week?
3: Oh, Oh, God, then we're not that bright, are we? I think um, Prime Minister for, well, Mitchell Orbison, like a diplomat. Yeah, he's he's like, mate, got his ducks ducks in a row, but...
4: Uh, coach's pet. Who's the best coach's pet you've ever seen? Or is there a coach's pet at, uh, at the Sharkies? I reckon Dale can would be You have
2: to be, wouldn't he?
3: He's impossible not to be, Dale Finucane. <laughs> um, he was always always Craig um, Craig Bellamy's. As I think that's pretty um, openly spoken about. But um, how do you not love a player mm. that walks in? He even walks in 100 miles an hour and doesn't stop. <laughs> Anything other than 100 miles an hour and everything until he gets out of the joint. So, yeah, he, everyone, everyone loves Dale. He's not the coach's pet. He's the player's pet. He's the yep. staff's pet. He's, const- <laughs> he's everyone.
2: Yeah. And he can play a guitar. I mean, yeah, he's the he complete bloke, isn't he? He
4: can do everything.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's all man, Dale, and he can, yeah, he can do that too. He's, yeah. you know okay, I mean.
2: Fitzy,
4: last one. If there was one player that could get up on stage and do a comedy skit for 15 minutes... And keep the whole crowd entertained. Out of all the players you've come across, who's that man? Brian Fletcher. <laughs> head. He's the yeah. best. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. He, he can. He can. And any crowd, like it wouldn't matter what. He wouldn't matter who was <laughs> sitting in the
2: crowd. Whether it was kids, adults, whatever. Fletcher, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good, call. good call That was the easiest question <laughs> Alright mate, good luck with uh, For the season next year Let's hope you do go uh, further than those uh, Semi-finals, it was an impressive first year Fitzy, outstanding job uh, As head coach of the Sharks I know everyone on the Shire is excited About next year, good luck Thanks for joining us
1: on Sports Day All
3: oh, good mate
1: This is Off The Bench NRL We'll be back soon Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL.
2: Manas Labuschagne, readies himself. Philip bowls to him. He turns from his pads. He is the boy who wants more and more and more. 150 to add to a double century and a century in Perth. <laughs> He knows no bounds right now. Manus Lovashane. Jared Whateley on SEN Cricket. Sats, of course, the man is in form and he gets to play at his home ground Saturday. The first test. The real summer of cricket begins. The Westies, I don't even know what that was, but the real summer of cricket. It a warm-up. I, I think it was. It was a warm-up. Absolutely. But they've got a good bowling attack, the South Africans, and I'm looking forward to Saturday at the Gabba. Adam Collins from the SEN Cricket uh, coverage is joining us right now on Sports Day. G'day, Adam.
0: And good afternoon, fellas. Yeah, I think that's a, a reasonable interpretation that it, that it serves a bit of an hors d'oeuvre, for the uh, Windy series, and this will be a more competitive series because the, uh, well, let's call it for what it is, South African attack and take 20 wickets and the Windies would never take 20 wickets uh, no. in the test matches they played at Perth and Adelaide.
2: Um, I've got a crap stat here for everybody. <laughs>
0: We haven't played that in a while, have
2: we? Yeah. Australia haven't beaten South Africa on Australian soil since 2005. And I think yep. the last time South Africa were here was 2017, Collar, And they, they towed us up then as well.
0: It was the catalyst for a crisis of sorts in Australian cricket. They were 2 nil up. They bowled Australia out for 85. That's back in November 2016. There isn't much continuity from that squad to this one. Although they do have Rabada, who was instrumental that day down in Hobart and also at Perth when they won the first Test match there so you're right it has been it's tended to be the type of rivalry where Australia have won in South Africa although famously not in 2018 a little thing you might have heard of called Sandpaper <laughs> uh, and mm-hmm. uh, of course the last time um, yeah the last time that Australia beat them as you say at home was in 2005-06 so it's been an odd, an odd kind of rivalry on that basis but yeah it's worth sort of putting this in context i think the, the south african bowling group is outstanding it's about as good as any going around in the world alongside the australians their batting is is modest unfortunately so um i don't think it's going to be a ding-dong battle unless the south african bowlers can get right on top early in the series so if we wanted to see it more, if you want to see a more competitive series throughout the course of the next three test matches, I think a lot of it hinges on how well Rabada, Nguedi, Nguyen, Nguyen and bowl at Brisbane.
4: So, Sandpaper Gate, let's go back to that, Adam, in 2018, and Uzi Kawaja. I read with interest today, saying that he believes that the Australian side has grown up since Sandpaper Gate. What, what do you think he's alluding to there?
0: Yeah, look, I think that's a, a fairly sort of interesting observation from, from Uzi Kawaja. I was over there in 2018. Uh, calling the, the fateful day at Newlands when the sandpaper was taken out of Cameron Bancroft's pocket, and look—you got to remember that that was being—it was building towards something bad over there. Um, not as far as cheating is concerned, and you know no real point going over that incident in great detail. But the Australian side had lost its way through the course of that series. It was a spiteful series on from all parts. It was the end of a long summer. They were in bad nick generally, and I think culturally the side as was said in the review that followed the sandpaper, had reached a point where it was win at all costs. And um, it does feel like a very different group of Australian players, even if some of the personnel is the same. I think their attitude more generally is a healthier one. Uh, We hear a lot now from Pat Cummins saying they don't waste their energy on getting too involved in... In the verbal combat, they're more focused on bat and ball, and I think that's a much better place to be. And yeah, it was when Collage is well placed to make an assessment like that, given he's been in the dressing room for over a decade.
4: You talk about spiteful matchups, and there was one in that, uh, in that 2018 series, of course. Just reminding the listeners, if, if they can remember it, Rabada, of course, he was banned for that aggressive send off of Steve Smith. He got in his face, he was screaming, yep. he had the shoulder bump. Is that one of the matchups that you're looking forward to uh, to revisiting four years later?
0: Yes, he ended up not getting banned for it because they overturned it. On yes, it they did too. right, it was... Um, I've, I've never seen Steve Smith so angry in my life as when he was answering questions about uh, Rabada when that was overturned. He was furious about it. I actually think that contributed to um, what, what went down that week. He was in um, a really bad place, but a long time ago now, though, he's a very different man, Steve Smith, these days. He's been through a lot. Um, so, I, don't, I don't, look, I just don't expect it'll be that kind of series. I'm sure South Africa will come hard and, and all the rest of it you'd expect them to. That's their comparative advantage, but especially with their fast bowlers. But it does feel like both sides have chilled out a bit. So, yes, it's going to be very exciting seeing Rabada, um, who's been one of the the greats of the modern era, certainly for South Africa, who's been an outstanding bowler up against Steve Smith back in form. But I don't think he'll have that extra edge, which he'd go over the top in 2018. I
2: read somewhere the other day, it's been a while since Warner... Dave Warner has actually hit a ton in test cricket. With so much cricket going on at the moment, I think he got one in the one days recently and whatnot. Is he under any sort of pressure, Colo, do you think?
0: He is, yeah. I mean, it depends how you interpret pressure. I mean, he he will, um, if he wants, I'm sure he'll be able to go to um, play in in India and England next year in in the test matches over there. The question will be, does he want to? And I don't mean is there not a desire for him to do so. It might be that he rationally assesses that, um, that um, that he is with his diminishing returns, reaching the point of his career where it might suit his interest to bow out after the Sydney Test match this year. In Melbourne, it's his 100th test, so he'll reach that really important milestone, which I'm sure will mean a tremendous amount to him and his family. And all the external noise at the moment that we heard a lot about last week with him, Mm. having his ongoing stoush with the independent process with CA around his leadership band, that must have taken a toll as well. But you look through his numbers post-COVID, so to speak, his last test century was in January 2020 against New Zealand, that mm. he has not dominated the series since then. Indeed, he's not even had a great series since then. He's, the returns have been middling. So, And he's very aware of that. I think from Warner's perspective, though, he, like a lot of the Australian players, saw the last two weeks of Staley pedestrian test cricket. We know one thing about David Warner. Over his long career as an Australian player, he steps up the more fierce the contest. Mm. So... So he got a long history with South Africa. As we know, he received that one-year ban um, the last time he played a test match against them. So, um, yeah, there'll be a lot there. He won't be lacking for motivation over the next three weeks.
4: Now, one thing the South Africans have always had over the years, is a really good all-rounder, and we've got a tremendous all-rounder, possibly one of the, the great all-rounders by the end of his career in Cameron Green. What can we expect, not only from the bowling attack, which is first class, have always got uh, tremendous batters in that top order as well, What's their, what's their all-rounder look like in this series?
0: He's going to be really important. We've seen his bowling. He's world-class already, isn't he? As a quick, a genuine quick. By the way, he's not a medium pace, so he up and end. When Cameron Green's bending his back, he's up in the mid-140. So mm. if he weren't... I mean, I think the way of interpreting Green, if Green couldn't bat, let's say he was a number 11, he would still be considered for a spot in the Australian team on the back of his bowling. So he's that good. So, And we saw that in the first test at Perth. He wasn't very good last week in Adelaide, limited opportunities. But the previous week when the series was live at Perth, he was outstanding. The one thing, though, about Green at the moment is that he's played sod all Red Bull cricket. He played in the last two weeks to prepare for, in a way, it feels like to prepare for this series against the Windies, which never should be at test level. But his previous Red ball game before that was in Sri Lanka back in July mid-year in a test match in very, very different conditions. He was part of that. T20 World Cup squad part of the one-day squad as well so the major difference there is that you go back a generation and these players would have had you know two three four shield games maybe a tour game as well now they just are expected to turn it on at test level on limited prep and I think Mm -hmm. that's something that more generally needs to be understood better because you can't expect guys off no prep uh, especially batters to perform at their best if they're not playing the form of the game they're expected to.
4: And the equivalent for South Africa in that all rounder position is that Jansen?
0: Yeah, and he's class. So he's had a great start to his international career, Marco Jansen. Watched him at Lords this year make a you know, low scoring game. I think he made a fifty odd um batting down the order at number seven. Uh, and look he bowls like the wind, he's six foot eight left armor. Very similar to Green that if Jansen didn't bat, he'd still be in a South African test team. So there is a similarity between those two. So you're right. I think if you're thinking about matchups, there's Roberta Smith, sure, but I can't wait to see the two all-rounders go against it, not just against each other, but against the opposing lineups. Mm. Because having uh, Janssen as a fourth seamer is a total luxury.
2: Can't wait. First test starts Saturday at the Gabba. Live coverage Saturday morning. Download the SCN app for ball-by-ball coverage. Uh, one of the men who will be calling all the action, Adam Collins for SCN. Thanks for your time on Sports Day.
0: Can't wait, guys.
1: This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge & sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Sats and Jace here
2: tonight. trying to catch up with Joel and Fletch from The Run Home. Massive yeah, issues here, boys.
1: Oh, what's
4: happened? Oh, in the last five minutes, Woogie, he's very distressed because he's got this brand new phone. He goes, I can't unlock my phone. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh. He goes, it doesn't identify my face
2: as part of the facial recognition. <laughs> Apparently my head's too big for my phone.
4: Oh,
5: yeah. I yes. get them too. I get yeah. them all yes. the time. Yeah. You just got to use your iPad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I used to is, like uh, this segment.
5: Yeah, I love this segment. Yeah. This is probably my favourite <laughs> segment of the, of the week, mm. boys. Let's get uh, let's cut straight to the chase. Yep. I, my understanding is you had your Christmas party oh, no. on Friday. Yep, mm. and it's quite it's in the papers down here. So I don't know if you know Chris Smith.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
5: Chris Smith of um, Sky News. host. Yes. Well, he's been stood down. What for? Uh, on Saturday, over making lewd comments and other inappropriate behaviour at a Christmas party mm. in the establishment uh, the establishment in Sydney. He's also, we've done this before, did this back way back in 2009. Mm. Was there any indiscretions uh, at said Christmas
2: party? W- what's a? Can you clarify what a lewd would, comment is? Would, would the uh. content, and <laughs> I'm just
4: using this as an, as an example. Oh, you're an idiot. Would the content manager of a particular state, mm. whilst in the back of another person's car, heavily inebriated, <laughs> ringing our boss, would that? Play on. Yeah, is that play on? Mm. Play on. Okay. Right what about right,
2: early A grade? What about being absolutely kidnapped? I'm at the party having a good time. I'm getting a lift home with a person who sat there for five hours and drank coke no, no sugar all afternoon. Basically threw me into the back of their black van to take me home. You are an A grade, Scott Sattler. There was a <laughs> bit of fun going on, boys, and he didn't like it. I bet you I bet you Woogie
6: though, you were thankful that the next yeah, day. Yeah, I reckon he's he read it. his
2: missus wasn't. Yeah, it was mm. it was a tough call. Was it go now or we'll catch a train back to the Gold Coast at midnight? Mm. Jeez, I'm gl- I actually I'm glad I got kidnapped. What? Well, That's
5: Sats, why weren't you drinking?
2: Because I was a designated
4: driver. Bear's head.
5: Mm. Mm. Were you on the? Uh, and you know when like because I've never done this before, but mm. you go out when you don't drink, and when people come up to you and are drunk, <laughs> does it upset you? When
4: you're not <laughs> drinking, no, I find it. I was just saying to Woogie earlier on. It's it's funny sitting back watching when you haven't had a drink, and the Invisible Man comes out with everyone.
5: Yeah, you know,
4: people are dancing, and they think no one's watching them. And they think they can actually dance, <laughs> and, there's, and you're just uh, surveilling that. Like
5: your, your
6: you do, you do actually when you're not drinking at a party. Not that I've done it, heaps. I confess to that, but you do go have a look at the dribble that that comes out of people's <laughs> yeah. mouths that we've all been part of. Correct, we do it. It's dribble central, isn't it? Uh, but you're all dribbling at the same level, so it doesn't matter.
4: I've got to say, this guy did walk up big, long hair, big, big, fit looking dude, about six foot four. He said, Hey, can you tell Joel and Fletch? Love their show, gets it, gets me through every afternoon. He said his name was Scott. So I said I was going to give him a shout out. Good on you, Scotty. Hello, Scotty.
6: You know hey. who uh, Sats might have played with? Yep, your mate, Who? Hudson.
5: Oh, Smithy. Yeah, I went to, um, so there was a combined sixtieth and fiftieth. Have a listen to these yeah. lineups. That's. It was, it, it was uh, Johnny Elias' sixtieth oh, and Craig Field's wow. fiftieth.
3: Oh,
5: <laughs> yeah! It was Stop a who's it. who of sh- not shady, uh, colourful characters. <laughs> <I should say. laughs> yeah. Colourful ca- characters. Oh, mate! Ah, uh, it was fun, mate. Salary cab exploded. Oh, was fun. Uh, your Gray Maddie Sears was there. Maddie Sears, Scott, yeah. Scotty Wilson. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who else was there? Shani Walker. Yeah, Butchie. Yeah. No, it was the goal good. kicking it was...
4: front rower, um, yeah, that would have been some stories. I would love to throw in a microphone in the middle of that table. Oh, hey?
5: oh but there was some other colourful characters there as well. Anyway, it, it was fun.
4: He's a great guy, fun. Johnny Elias, isn't he? Yeah,
5: he's a champion. Yeah, he's and a little... they, what they did, Kenty wrote a script, mm. and Matty Nabel did a. Oh yeah. Here <laughs> he? we go. Oh,
6: did he? Yeah, yeah, what about this well guy?
5: Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what he did. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. What about this guy? Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, the Wayne Bennett connection. Yep. Yeah. So, was
6: there photos attached to this script or it was a, a video? video. Oh, it was a video. It was a video. And what about this guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's very good. Hey, um. So he yeah, sorry.
4: Tonight on the show, guys, we've interviewed one of your former Premiership winning teammates, uh, Fitzy.
5: Oh, Crow good. Fitzgibbon.
4: Great yep. guy. What a great guy. You know, yeah. he's really relaxed in the interview, isn't he? Mm. Isn't he woogieing? Yeah, he is. So get, go through a series of questions. I've got to say I stole one of Joel's questions when I'm asking some of our rugby league talent. <laughs> the one was, yeah, you know, which former player that you've played with or one that you're currently coaching could stand up and do a 15-minute comedy skit and just keep the room engaged. Didn't mm. even get the sentence out and he said, Bears Head Fletcher. Doesn't matter yeah. what crowd it is, yeah. hold any room silent for a long period of time.
5: Yeah, you know, after a few beers. Couldn't do it sober, though. You can look a bit embarrassed by no, that. No, I'm point. not embarrassed. I'm just looking at this. Yeah. I'm looking at this because it's time for... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. Here it comes. <laughs> boys, uh, i got a fax here that I have, to, I have to get to this. So I don't know if you know about this. you know about Dear Jared. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we've heard it. Good, 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 good. Dear Jared, um, <clears throat> when I tried a pair of woman's undies, mm-hmm. I was shocked by how un- unbelievably comfortable they were. Now I want to wear them <laughs> <laughs> regularly. <laughs> regularly. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> what?
5: But I don't know how to tell my wife. I'm 47, she's 43. We've been married for 15 years. <laughs> While I had never had an interest in wearing women's underwear before, One day I felt a sudden urge when I saw my wife's Reggie's in a pile of clean (laughs) washings. Initially, I felt like I was doing something wrong, but as I pulled them on, I quickly noticed how soft and supportive they were. (laughs) Ever since, I've hated wearing men's boxes, and I can't stop thinking about buying some knickers (laughs) of the female variety. Mm. I know I need to tell my wife, but I'm worried she will be disgusted with me. What if she can't accept it? Dear Jared? What do I do, mm. boys? Have you ever wore um, female undies? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. You know Red you're top. on air. <laughs> I think we <laughs> all have at some stage. Uh, no, uh, never, no, I never? Never. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not no. even in costume no. or no. No. no fancy dress, no, no,
2: no. no. What well, did you wear? Did you wear G, uh, like a g-string no, or full cotton, no. No, full cotton brief? Full cotton brief. Oh, nice. Mm.
6: And I think it was a Mad what?
2: Monday,
4: actually. To be honest. Oh, there you oh, yeah, so, yeah. Was
6: it, so was it? Was it comfortable sets?
4: Uh, comfortable, more comfortable than men's, yeah, I've got to say.
6: What do you, well, is it, is, well, if that's the case, why yeah. don't we all get on board? Yeah, why don't we just... High yeah. heels,
4: dirty? I wouldn't say were as comfortable, but...
6: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but have, so, you
2: ever, have you ever had, like, let's say yours are all dirty and you're going, oh, God, I've got no undies away. wear, I'm just going to grab a pair of Becks. Have you ever done that? No,
4: because my ass is too big.
2: <laughs> right, okay, good point. <laughs> no, so this, like, this bloke is...
5: Obviously, yeah, I'm with you, Joel. If they are comfortable... Let's all get on it. Well, why don't uh, men's – why don't bonds, for example, mm. just get rid of the men's <laughs> and just start wearing ladies? Yeah. Were they frilly?
4: No, that it wasn't bit... frilly. It wasn't frilly. Yeah, a pair of bonds. Okay. Um, and it's more accepting these days. Joel. What? It's oh, more babe, accepting.
6: Well, listen, I'm not judging. If, if it's more comfortable, yeah. Then, yeah. I, then play on. I, mean, mm. I don't need the frills and all the carry-on, no. whatever else goes on. What about mm. a big G-banger? <laughs> Can't <laughs>
5: Uh, Wayne Bartram was known for wearing G-bangers. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. The great (laughs) Wayne Bartram. Can I tell you a story about Wayne Bartram? So we were playing
4: at the Gold Coast Seagulls, and um, he caught a cab home from Surface Paradise one night, and he he pulled up about three houses before his, jumped out the back door and took off. And so the cab driver just drove up three addresses, pulled up out the front and knocked on the door, and his girlfriend answered the door and said, I just had you boyfriend, husband, whatever it may be, in the back of my cab. But he jumped my cab. He's doing fare evasion. He goes, oh, he's not here. And the cab driver goes, yeah, I know. He's, he's hiding underneath the, the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, left his, he'd left his player jacket in the back of the, the cab with his name across the back. So he just basically just oh, white pages. This is his address. Yeah, he wasn't the smartest. Oh, no. Wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, Olbardo.
6: Uh, well, uh, New Brown tried to fix his phone by putting it in the microwave, didn't he? He, he got it wet. <laughs> new brown oh yeah yeah did you read Tigers this to- man yeah. yeah this is years ago and okay. then um, phone got wet so he thought he'd put it in the microwave
5: the rice i've never done but i heard you whack it in rice uncooked rice right does that work boys never I've done it tried it no. never done it you G- saying yes mm-hmm. yeah I've it's, a all, it's a millennial ups. thing isn't it must be a millennial yeah. thing. but they're all yeah. waterproof now aren't they yeah water resistant i think it's- if you wet your pants, I still don't think you get your phone back. But... What? <laughs> what? what? Just uh, in case. We've where's all done the, that. Uh, where's the... He's on holidays. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness me. You
2: yeah. know he works four
6: weeks, three weeks off. Mm. That's what he does now.
5: Yep. There's nothing wrong with that.
6: Uh, hey, hey, boys, because uh, this guy is a non-New South Welshman, uh, What's how's the David Warner chat going down there in Queensland?
2: Hmm. Yeah, not great. It's universal, isn't it? It's yeah. the same opinion. Not, not, not a lot of fans. No, not a lot of fans.
6: But yeah,
4: not a lot what of fans for the... Candice Warner as well. How you know, she likes to try and regurgitate all of it as well.
6: So, mm. what about the streaming of the of the wedding? It's getting some uh, text oh, as well. Oh yeah, the, your old mob.
4: Oh Brian the, Toto?
6: the riff, mm. yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, play on Jerome Lewi. I mean, if, if they streamed every all of our weddings and. To broadcast, yeah. broadcast, some of the best man speeches. It's fair to say we would have all come under hot water.
5: Right? Yeah, I understand that, but he knew it was getting streamed. That's what. That's what I. In like, the moment, know...
4: in the moment, you you would have forgotten.
5: You reckon? Yeah. Like do do one take for the streaming audience, <laughs> <laughs> and then just say right, gloves off. Yeah. Um, what about the soccer boys? Are we are we going for Morocco?
6: Yes. Yes. I think we yeah. all are. Are
5: we happy to see Ronaldo in? Oh, France.
6: France. If if we go for France, we can say we no. tried the pools pool phase with the champs. That's like Italy, yep. wasn't it? And that lovely dip they have. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: That uh, French unkin dip. No, we we've don't had, we, no, we don't need Yeah. So. No. We've, had, we've <laughs> had a lot of A graders. Uh, a lot of people nominate Ronaldo mm-hmm. uh, Woogie for, for an A grade for Karen like
2: Suk. Yeah. What about Messi though? Like what about, how does he not get a yellow card for that that handball? That blatant he didn't handball. Mean that. Mates, he basically caught the ball and and, and <laughs> gave it back to the referee. Like, <laughs> mm. he should have been red carded in that game. Mm. It's just... Hand of God. Oh yeah.
5: They can't say hand of God now. No. Say hand of. Oh. Yeah.
2: Geez, I'd love to see Argentina get
4: hey, knocked out. Can I um? Can I say my A grade? Michael just... Clark.
6: Mm. Yeah. What's oh. happened there? What, what's that what's that he, the latest? Uh,
4: well, just saying that he wouldn't have attended the Allen Border Medal, which he won three or four times, mind you. Uh, he wouldn't have attended the Allen Border Medal if it wasn't. If it wasn't
2: televised,
4: no. If it wasn't um,
2: compulsory, compulsory, oh, compulsory.
5: Please, yeah. I, I, the cricket is. I think there is something. It it seems like a team sport, but it seems so far away from a team sport. Mm. Do you find that? I agree with that. With totally cricket, agree it, with that. It seems like it's a bit of an individual in the modern
4: day. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's years no, gone by, wouldn't get it? around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe
5: that's.
6: Well, well you are not in. actually like you don't pass a ball to each other, or it's all they're all individual items, aren't they? Correct. Yep. Mm. Well, but, but he's
2: he's, he's, a, he's a former Australian captain. Why would you not want to go to the Allen Border Medal? Exactly, especially if
6: you've won too. You but just, what's the context? It. Why has this come out? Like, what's the context of it, boys? I think it's on the back of the
4: Dragons not turning up to the presentation gotcha. night. Yeah, it's it wrong Roosies, time it as Brookie's man
5: Gibbo. Yeah, uh, Buzz. Sorry, mm. Brooksy's man Buzz was saying the Dragons. Um, Buzz was saying, alluding to the fact that. There's no team spirit. You should be going. And and Clarkey came out and said, well, no. If you put it into cricket uh, terminology, we didn't want to go
6: either. Well, just speaking about not going and speaking about Dragons, uh, Sats, you were pretty heavy about the Coop situation.
4: Yeah, I thought it disappointing to, to go on Twitter and advise people why you didn't go to the grand final reunion. I mean, communicate with your teammates and say, this is my reason. And I just feel as though... that. A lot of people want to try and stay relevant for whatever reason. I just, I was pretty disappointed in Maddie. To be quite honest, a big, huge fan of Maddie Cooper, still am, mm. and a tremendous player. But I was disappointed with with the tack that he took. Have you heard from him? No, I haven't. Oh. Did oh, I didn't waves? think I would. I haven't. I've never met him. Oh, I don't right. have a relationship with him, so oh. no. No.
5: But you do wear your wife's undies, though, just, yeah. so, just, just so we're clear. You <laughs> and You're yeah. re- He was really <laughs> so quick
2: on it, too, <laughs> wasn't he, Fletch? Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah,
6: yeah of course. That's yeah. me. It's
4: no dramas at all. Hey, no, what there are there is no dramas. Hey, what it's are the, we uh, making uh, about the new laws in Bali?
6: What's happened there? Well, outlawing
4: sexual intercourse between unmarried oh, okay. partners, now illegal. I think, what? I think there'd be no, some...
5: No porking in Poppy Lane. <laughs> I think, <laughs> think there'll be
4: some uh, end-of-season trips that will... Um, yeah, I think it's three years away.
5: Yeah, three years. Yeah, I, I, I can't see this uh, getting through, getting through and lasting this long because they've just come out. So is
6: this what Cancun and is that what happens there?
5: <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Cancun is you can't take allegedly, you can't take a partner back that's not married. Right. Okay. Or staying at the hotel.
4: <laughs> mm. Yeah, right.
5: But this is saying you have got to be married. Right. You got to show your passports.
6: To who, though? To the security guards. Oh, when you're coming back. Yeah.
2: What do you oh. do? You're going to say, hey, security guard, guys, we're going for a shag. Here's my passport. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it all good? Mm. Is that what that's
5: happens? The way, that's the way it's going. Yeah, it's but that won't last. Like, they, they, they love the tourism dollar.
6: Yeah. But it but that, that will last. Like, why is it coming out otherwise? They know they, they, know they love the tourism dollar.
5: Yes, but it's just a crazy king. Yeah, right. Well, mm. speaking of crazy kings in mm. Thailand. We're doing some good segwaying today. Yeah, yeah. crazy
6: <laughs> king in Thailand.
5: Uh, so, you know, a long time ago, mm. drugs were, were hugely um, prohibited yes. in Thailand. Yes. Like you got caught with pot, you're in jail, yep. Bangkok, Hilton, or yep. that or or, yep. was heroin, though. Now they've legalized marijuana. Ooh. So and there's cafes everywhere in, in Thailand now because they've realized that the world is – now, uh, a bit more open to it, and they've done their research, so they're getting on the back of that. Mm. Wow, okay. So.
2: I wonder if it's been taxed. I'm
5: going to Bangkok in the a bit. The legal law. Oh, you'll be taxed, yeah. Yeah, to be taxed. Yep.
2: Yep. Will it happen yep. in Australia? Will we get to that yes. stage?
5: Of course we can. You can get it now.
2: Yeah, but like, you know how it is it'll be everywhere doesn't it? Yeah. it be mm. prescribed. Yeah.
6: Good <laughs> <laughs> on you, boys. We'll talk soon. They're legends.
1: This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland
2: is your place to race this summer. It's a uh, funky little tune for a funky little man who's being chauffeur-driven around. Uh, at the moment, Sats, can you believe That's this? That's
4: how prestige he's become. That's right. Actually, he's oh.
2: worldwide. Wide. He's um being driven around by his lovely wife. What's your wife's name, Nelso?
7: Marianne is my wife's name. Righty, she? She's doing, she's doing a good job. I'm cueing the jokes about Gilligan's Island and Jija It's coming up next. <laughs> yeah,
2: Marianne. <laughs> get it? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, now listen. Um,
7: can she do the tips this week so we can get a no. winner? She said she's unavailable to help you out in that regard. She's going to leave that to me because I'm the expert. That's uh, her exact words. Do you believe that?
2: How'd you find a wife? More more importantly.
7: <laughs> well, I say there's someone
2: for everyone. <laughs> I reckon you. Ba- what do you reckon? Just the fact that he's got someone driving you around, he's batting above his average. I bet you she's taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not.
4: What?
7: What's she midget? No, no, no. We're about the same, actually. Oh, that's sweet.
2: Alrighty, uh, anything great's happening this week? I mean, there's always greatness going on in, in Queensland racing, but uh, highlights from the week, please, mate.
7: Yeah, Jason, uh, breaking news The Savo. We have uh, some big, big prize money increases for the Winter Carnival next year. Uh, we've already got the, uh, the increase for the Stradbroke to 3 million, which came out a couple of weeks ago, but Racing Queensland have announced today that the Doombin 10,000 is now worth $1.5 million, and the Kingsford Smith Cup uh, is worth $1 million. There's other prize money increases as well, such as uh, the Sunshine Coast Big Day, the Wing Skinnies, and the Glasshouse Handicap. I won't go through them all, but yeah, some massive increases, which is just great for Queensland racing.
2: Mm, that is not, The prize money just keeps going up and up and up, doesn't it, Nelson?
7: We've got to get a horse. We've just got to get a horse and get a chunk of this, guys. Yep. Yeah, I, know. I agree. I, I agree. Know.
2: What about this weekend,
4: Nelson?
7: This weekend, Sats, we've got some really good racing. We've got the Group 3 Grand Prix at Eagle Farm. We've got the Listed Gold Edition. Now, this is an absolute cracker of a race. We've got Ready Steady from Toowoomba going around. We've got Spiritualised and Golden Boom, both from the Tony Gollan stable. They are three top-class three-year-olds. Golden Boom is currently an odds-on favourite. And we've got the Listed uh, Loch Ne for the sprinters as well. So a massive day of racing at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Who do you like? Well, I'm going to go with Spiritualized in that gold edition to beat Golden Boom. I feel like I'm shooting Bambi, tipping uh, against him. But I think Spiritualized at the uh, 1,200 metres uh, with the, the boxes ticked at the distance, I think is far better valued, around $6. So we'll go each way, race eight, number one. Best bets, race two, number 10, Star Gamble. And race five, number one, Kovalika can win again.
2: You wouldn't believe how happy I am to hear you not tip Golden <laughs> Boom. That means we're dead set well, certainty.
7: Well, look, look—he's probably the one to beat. But look, you've got to take a dollar, dollar ninety odd, Jace, for uh, for Golden Boom or a short price for Golden Boom. Now, I don't know—he's only been to twelve thousand meters. Both runs at thousand meters. He's got to go to twelve hundred meters, which uh, will probably test him out at Eagle Farm. But I'm not underselling him. If he wins, I'll be very happy.
2: Well, he won the last race by about four hundred meters. So. Hopefully <laughs> he can get the job done again, the Queensland Summer <laughs> Racing Carnival. Take centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys.
7: Oh, say goodbye to Mary-Anne for us as well. Uh, she's well and truly gone now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon.